You are now listening to On Cue with Kwane. What's up, everyone? This is On Cue with your host, Kwane. Y'all, we are back with another episode ready every Wednesday at 12.04 p.m. to talk about topics that may have been addressed on the surface, but not in enough detail. These topics include, but will not be limited to, parenthood, godliness, self-esteem, self-love, finances, and even more spirituality. If you are new here, I welcome you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to me today. If you are returning, I thank you so much for returning. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Google Podcasts, so you'll be notified when another episode drops. Y'all, season two in the building. Hey, girl, hey. Y'all, I am excited to be back recording, back in the podcasting frame of mind. Um, I'm not going to lie, though, I was really enjoying the break and I was low key pushing back the release date. But I was like, nah, I can't be doing that. So um, here I am. I'm back. I hope all is well with everyone. And I don't want to hold y'all for real. I just want to just go ahead on with today's topic, which is grief. I'm going to just talk about how um, I've dealt with it. It's unfortunate, but... Um, I have dealt with two deaths this year and, um, I hope to pray to God that's it because I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of been hard. So I just want to unpack that a little bit. Just a disclaimer. I am not a therapist. I am not a trained professional. I'm just a podcaster, just sharing my testimony, sharing my story and, um, hopefully it helps and we just going to get right into it. So just to unpack it, um, I had a death earlier this year and I just recently had a death, um, a week and a half ago. Um, so I'm gonna just, uh, start from the beginning of the year. So my grandmother, my mother's mother um, had passed away and due to the legal part of it, I can't really discuss it. Um, but, um, I did, um, take that, take, I took it hard. You know what I mean? Because she practically raised me. Um, she watched me all the time on my mother's behalf when my mom was working. Um, you know, she was like the big mama. You know what I mean? All of the grandkids on my mom's side, we was just there. And she had a lot of us. And it was never no favoritism. Now, mind you, I was that bad kid. Pray my joy and strength. Um, But she never, like, turned her back on me or anything like that. She always, um, her door was open. And even, like, to her neighbors, people always was welcome into you know, her house and, you know, she lived in an apartments complex. She was like the, the mother there. Like people would come ask her for things. They would just, you know, all come up to hang up at that spot. You know what I mean? So she was definitely known as the neighborhood mom, you know, or grandmother where I was from or what have you. Um, the good thing is, I guess, is that we were able to say our farewell, our farewell, excuse me. Um, she had a transition period. I'll say it took like a week and a half to two weeks. 
um, she was in hospice and we were able to say our goodbyes to her. And I was there a lot during that time. I believe I stayed overnight too. And, you know, it just is crazy how like somebody that's been in your life, all your life is here one minute and then they're gone or they're on the way out of here. And you have to adjust with these people not being in your life. And then it's like, you know, I'm a single person with no kids. Yes, I'm still sick. We're not going to get into that. Anyway, I don't have any children yet. And I just, it's just some people that you want your kids to know. I don't want my kids to hear stories about her. I I wanted my kids to know, you know what I mean? So I was just sad about that. And of course I was sad about the circumstances, which again, I can't really get into, but, um, I was just, I was hurt. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, I do feel like that, um, I was able to get through that death. I was, I think I was able to get through it and it wasn't as hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought about her. And when I had those moments, I did cry. Um, and then I just kept on going. I think I was able to get through it because I was able to say my goodbyes and really just have that time during her transition to really just process it. Um, um, and that was honestly that I was way stronger at the funeral than what I actually surprised myself. Like, cause she was like a major part of my life. Like she was like my second mom, like, you know, she was, and then like, even in her later years, she was living with my mom. So like, I seen her a lot, like a whole lot. And I would do her nails and we would just laugh. We would definitely get a kick out of laughing at my mom. Cause my mom is hilarious. Those of you who don't know her from my small town, whatever, but she's actually hilarious just when she's not even trying to be hilarious. So me and her like had a ball just laughing at her and just cracking on my mom. Like that was our common thing. So I was able, and I had, she had died in March. So here it is September. I'm just getting, you know what I mean? That's to rest. Like I haven't I've been remembering her, but I haven't been sad about it. You know what I mean? And then a week and a half ago, I get a phone call seven something in the morning that my grandfather, my father's father passed. And that was abruptly. It was unexpectedly. Nobody was expecting that. He was perfectly fine and he's gone. So, I was immediately heartbroken. I remember I just, I was asleep. Um, they had a hard time waking me up because when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Okay, I'm one of those sleepers. And um, I just remember just randomly waking up. Thank God I had the day off from work. I just woke up and I seen all these texts and calls and I seen one of my siblings text me. She was like, I love you, Kwane. And I'm like, somebody's gone. And I called one of my others. I got a lot of siblings. So I called another sibling back and she told me and I just hung up the phone and I ran in the bathroom and I just went crazy in the bathroom. My poor neighbors, um, just cried and screamed and screamed and cried so I was like I was just I just spoke to him I had just spoken to him and I was like I just spoke to him like and he's gone like wait what 
like he's gone like my heart was broken y'all like I was devastated like and with him and I don't know if it's just a grandparent thing I don't know but with him like I felt like I didn't see him every day we I wasn't at his house as much as I was around my you know my grandmother you know because I predominantly live with my mother and I would go with my father too like he was very consistent so I would be down there but it just was something about my grandfather that we had this bond I just remember me as a kid he would be sitting in his recliner and we would have to run through the living room to get through the kitchen and he would just grab me and just make sure I knew that he loved me you know what I mean as a child I went through a lot of things um just not feeling loved and all that yada 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 so he was one of those people that just made me feel loved you know what I mean and he never switched up on me he never went against me he never we never got off we never I never gave him a hard time he we never had we had a good rapport we were good you know what I mean and I just felt like he genuinely loved me and we had candid conversations even as an adult I've had very candid conversations with him when nobody was around I felt like I can be open and honest and myself around him you know what I mean like and he was somebody that was honest he was him like he didn't think he was better than nobody he didn't have the airs you know what I mean like he was just a down home good person whether you know what I mean he was just himself you know what I mean and I just loved that about him and you know he touched so many lives he was a he was a good he was a good man and the best grandfather I have ever had and you know and we were both Steeler fans hello anyway but yo that broke me right there like you ever just feel like you're running you're doing pretty good and something just and you just fall like you just one of your legs go down like that really that's what I can best describe that like that really hurt so um you know this was just like a week and a half ago so um I feel like now that the funeral and everything's over I'm okay but I took this one just a little bit harder than what I took my grandmother's early this year because I felt like I had more time to process my grandmother's compared to this this just happened and people who know me for real for real know like I love my grandfather like that. He was my heart. You know what I mean? So that messed me up. Like for real. I was just so shocked. Like, wait, what? And I wanted my kids to meet him too. So like, you got to be careful. Cause then I was going through the whole, like, well, I don't have kids and I ain't married yet. And it just made me like frustrated with that because I wanted my kids to know these people. You know what I mean? Like, Lord, what is the problem? But I can't get, I can't let my mind go there. You know what I mean? Cause it's not even about that. So anyway, so my reaction, I was just devastated. I just remember just crying. And when you're crying like that, you get a headache. You don't really know what's going on around you. You don't recall what's going on around you. You're not recalling what is being said when people's in your midst, you just out of it. And, um, you know, I wanted to just talk about, you know, the five stages of grief that I Googled. And I also wanted to just kind of like intertwine it in to see like, was I in any of those stages and like, where the heck am I am now? So with that being said, however, 
I googled the five stages of grief and according to Google, what I found, I seen that it said there's denial where it just doesn't seem real. There's anger. There's bargaining where you try to make uh, this. You make the situation. I feel like how do I word it? Bargaining is like you try to do certain things to have a different outcome and depression, self-explanatory and acceptance. Um, Just compare my grandparents with my grandma. I feel like I was in denial. Um, I was under the impression that she would be okay. But then I later found out that she wasn't going to be okay and that she was in fact transitioning and you know, that was hard to accept, um, because that she was one of the key people, like that's hard to accept, you know what I mean? And I don't think I was angry during it. No, I was angry with the situation. And again, I can't really get into it. Um, so I was definitely angry, um, with my grandfather, honestly, it didn't seem real. Like I was down at the house with my grandma, which is my father's mother, was down there with her. And y'all, she was just so strong. She's a strong woman. I, I really got some strong people in the family. Like she's in my family on both sides for real. Like I just come from a strong rooted bunch of people. But anyway, um, just being down there at the house, like it just didn't seem like it was real. He wasn't there, but it just seemed like there was a, another reason why he wasn't there. Not because he was dead. It just seemed like, you know, maybe he was outside or something like that. It just didn't seem like he was dead. You know what I mean? Anger. I definitely feel like with my grandfather, I was angry. Um, but it was hard to explain with my grandfather. Like I was angry with my grandma about the fact, the issues regarding it. I was, I was angry specifically about her death and everything that went on surrounding her death. Right. But with my grandfather, I wasn't, it it came out different. And I don't know if it was because my time of the month, those hormones was around the same time. I don't know, but I found myself being very snappish. I found myself being very irritable and very low tolerant. I had a low tolerant for people. I was just snapping at people. I was easily irritated. I wanted to be alone. I was not the nicest person. So I was definitely very, very angry with my grandfather. And I, I mean, not with my grandfather, but with his death, of course. I That was like... I remember just being like really pissed off and I just didn't want, I just had low tolerance. I did. I only wanted certain people around me. I only wanted to talk to certain people. I shut a lot of people out. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you're probably just, you, I I just didn't trust people. Mind you, they ain't do nothing to make me not trust them. You know what I'm saying? It's clearly, just me just being in a bunch of emotion and hormones, but I was just very irritable and I just wasn't in the mood and I wanted to be to myself. And that's the best that I can describe that anger that I had, but I just, I don't know how that all, I don't know what that anger has to do with 
the fact that he's dead. Well, the issue, well, it came out because I don't think I would have been that pissed off if he, I don't know. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm just sharing. Okay, so anyway, we're going to move to the next stage, which will be the third stage, which is bargaining, which basically means you try to do certain things to um, change the outcome. Of course, I didn't do that with my grandma because when they said she was transitioning, like, okay. I mean, it's nothing I could do about that. And to be honest, I didn't really do anything to try to change that scenario of her living or dying or, you know, even like how I felt, you know what I mean? But I did find myself here with my grandfather, not so much trying to change the outcome of him living instead of dying. Cause I mean, it, he was gone. Like it was nothing nobody could do, you know, but I found myself trying to cope in different ways to change how I was feeling, which in my sense would be my quote unquote outcome. Like I, I, you know, ate emotionally. Um, I didn't necessarily eat bad things cause I'm, I'm a vegan. So I didn't like go to meat or anything like that. I didn't go back on my commitment, even though y'all, I really wanted a chicken wing, but I didn't do it. Right. I didn't do it, even though I really, really wanted to, but I didn't, you know what I mean? But I just ate other things, you know what I mean? out of emotion that I mean you can tell the difference between emotional eating and just regular eating but I was definitely emotionally eating um I just felt like I was just doing different things that you know just to make me feel better which really didn't help but at the time I thought it was helping but it really didn't I found myself sleeping a whole lot just wanting to be to myself, like just, and not necessarily sleeping, but just replaying different things in my head, replaying times where I felt good, replaying times, even with my grandfather, like that were good times, you know what I mean? Just replaying a bunch of stuff in my head for just self-comfort, just being to myself, just laying down. Like I was mainly in my living room, just laying down in the dark, watching 227 y'all and I you know what I mean I talked to people but it was only certain people that I wanted to talk to and that's just it and that's just on period and um I just didn't want to talk to certain people I didn't want I just only wanted to talk to certain people and which is rude but um you know I, I that's what that was but anyway um depression I wasn't depressed about my grandmother passing again I felt like I was more, I was, I I just took it for what it was. Like I said, my goodbyes and I told her that I loved her. She told me that she loved me too. And that's what gave me like, okay, this is it. You know what I mean? But it was just kind of like, um, nerve wrecking. You know what I mean? To be like, well, when is it going to happen? Cause you know, hospice, they're saying like, it could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be soon. It could be in the next couple hours. So you're, I'm, I was on edge. Cause I'm like, well, when is it going to happen? You know what I mean? So I accepted it. Cause I was just expecting it to happen. I was nervous about that though, but I was honestly way better with my grandma than I was with my grandfather, but depression with my grandfather, I, um, I caught myself, um, having a hard time getting out of bed and getting out 
not getting out of bed. I'm lying. I caught myself having a hard time getting out the house. I it was Labor Day, and I had planned on going out to my grandmother's house, and I found it hard to get out of the house just for some reason. Any other time, I could just get up and go. And you know, I felt like I feel like it's a difference between you feeling heavy and you're not feeling motivated to get out the house compared to like you just feel you're regularly just tired and you're like running behind or you're rushing you know what I mean I feel like it's a difference I really hope y'all are making sense it's been a while anyway um so yeah I wasn't motivated I didn't want to something in me just wanted to just lay right the heck back down you know what I mean and um I felt like that it almost got to the point where I was really, really, really depressed. But thanks be to God, you know, he was able to snatch me up out of that place. You know what I mean? Because if you dealt with depression before, you got to really be careful because Satan will try to leave that door open and you can just slip right on into that. And, and, and he'll use any little thing such as a death of someone that you really love to get you right back into that place. And I've been very, very depressed before. And I would just sleep, y'all. I just slept and daydreamed and fantasized. I just, I just slept. I was a functioning depressant person. Like I went to work, of course, but I would go right home and go right to sleep. Like I just, that's, that's like what depression did to me. You know what I mean? And you got all kinds of thoughts of how you just don't feel like that you can make it. You feel like that, you know, your life is just not what it should be. And you just comparing yourself, which makes you shut off and not really want to be around people. Even as an introvert, though, it's one thing to be an introvert, but it's another thing to like just really shut yourself down. You know what I mean? And I felt myself shutting myself down from people who genuinely care, like I said, like a couple minutes ago, I shut people out. I only wanted to hear from certain people. I just didn't want people in my space. So I felt myself slowly shutting all the way down. So I had to like, well, ho, 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 wait a second. This is not what we about to do, right? So I didn't take all my bereavement days. I did go to work, you know, during the time that helped you know what I mean took it kind of took my mind off of it kept me busy or what have you and um yeah I definitely had to fight that depression for sure and um I guess the last step is acceptance again with my grandma my mom's mom I was accepting because the whole transitioning period I was there you know what I mean I knew it was going to happen with my grandfather I had no other choice but to accept it which I guess that was hard and it didn't click until I seen him at the layout we call the layout where I'm from I guess to other people it's a viewing um, the night before they have a viewing and then they also had a viewing an hour before the actual funeral that Saturday so at the viewing I me and my mom walk in and y'all I couldn't get I, I walked up to a certain point I looked at my mother I said I can't do it and I just lost it 
I didn't make a scene. Like, I'm not that person to just be doing all that yelling and buckling and crying. But I did, you know, started to tear up. And then I just did an about face. And I just walked on out the funeral. I didn't run. Again, I didn't make a scene. But in my brain, I felt like I was already making a scene. But anyway, I just walked out. I just heard people calling my name. And my dad just caught me. And he just hugged me and I just cried my little eyes out you would have thought I was a four-year-old who got her lollipop taken away I just oh my shoulders was bouncing y'all I was just upset like that man is in that coffin like he and then they like well it's just like he no that man is going and thank god y'all that I was able to talk to him a week before and we had a we had a good conversation you know just the normal what we would have had if he was still here and I remember him saying it's it was good to hear my voice and that he loved me and you know what I mean that gave me comfort I have no regrets with him at all like I knew he loved me and he definitely knew I loved him for sure but it just still the fact like yo he's gone you know what I mean and Oh, y'all, my dad just, he held me the whole time. And then he like, well, my grandma, I didn't even speak to my grandma. I didn't, listen, I didn't know who was in, I didn't really pay attention to what was going on in the church. All I just knew was I had to go. And, um, you know, he ended up taking me back in there and I sat next to my grandma and, um, you know, I just cried on her shoulder. Now look at me. I'm crying on her shoulder and she done lost her husband of 55 years. You know what I mean? But I was, girl, I was just so upset. I just cried on her shoulder and she was just comforting me. She is just so strong, y'all. I cannot say that enough. I'm telling you, my grandma is a beast out here. Like, and I know that, you know what I mean? She has to adjust with it now, you know, that the funeral's over and all that. That's when it really begins. You know what I mean? But, um, oh, she just comforted me. And I just remember while my dad was hugging me, like the one thing he said, he was just like, and here you supposed to be saved and you out here crying. Well, let me just say this. And I did tell him this. I said, listen, we get a certain amount of days. Okay. And I just want to throw this in because it's a very misconception to me, my personal opinion, that you can't just because I'm saved and I'm supposed to believe that God got me, which I do. That hasn't changed so what I ain't supposed to be hurt you know what I mean like that's a terrible misconception like we got feelings too Christians got feelings too and for the love of God Jesus wept himself he wept I think it was Lazarus when he died or something happened he wept himself you know what I mean and like Jesus was broke up he wept you know what I mean so I just think it's a terrible misconception that Christians were just supposed to be this strong. I mean, and we are, you know what I mean? We, we, I mean, some things we're supposed to be strong, but we have feelings too. And I believe that Jesus understands that. And especially since he's been on this earth, he knows how that feels. You know what I mean? So I didn't care about that. I didn't care who I was supposed to be. That hurt my, yo, that hurt. And I'm definitely trying to be a person that's in touch with my emotions because, you know, those that have been listening, like y'all already know, like I didn't grow up expressing my feelings and like getting love and affection and, and, and all that stuff. I I didn't really, you know what I mean? I wasn't it. We didn't do that. 
I predominantly live with my mom and they didn't do that. Now, when I went with my dad, they did. But like I told y'all, like I had to adjust from one household to another. Like it was still, it was still uncomfortable because 95%, I ain't going to say 95, 85% of the time I was with my mama. You know what I mean? And I ain't, nah, that don't sound fair. Cause dad was really involved. Listen, we're not even going to do percentage predominantly I was living with my mama. So that was my every day. You know what I mean? Now my dad would take me. He was definitely there. You know what I mean? But even still, even though he was around and I went around, you know what I mean? My grandparents and my uncles and aunts and things who were very much so family oriented. They were very family. It was definitely a different dynamic. You know what I mean? When I went with him, you know what I mean? They were affectionate. He told me they loved me, but I still had to adjust. And it was uncomfortable because where I'm predominantly at, we don't do that. We don't do that. Now, I knew these people love me, but we just, we ain't hugging. We not, um, we not crying on each other like that. We just go to ourselves and we deal with it and then we come back. That's just been the behavior. You know what I mean? We never really, you know what I mean? Now, if something go on, we're pulling up. You know what I mean? But we've never been like somebody that just be hugging on each other and consoling each other like we're not those people. We would just let them cry, let it get it out. And then you come back. But now that I'm thinking about it, y'all like that would probably explain a lot because first of all, even with my grandma, like we were hurt, but we didn't necessarily comfort each other. We didn't like, we, I mean, some of us hugged on each other. I'm not saying we all just stood around like we were weirdos, but like some of us, you know, comfort each other. But, you know, even I have an aunt that's very like hands on, very, you know, she's like a comforter or what have you. Whenever she comes, we automatically get on guard because it's like we not trying to do that. But, y'all, that's what people need. We need that. You know what I mean? And it explains why we're so guarded when it comes to like her whenever she wants to try to be there with us and hug on us to really help us work through our emotions we automatically like kind of just shut her off because it's like what are you doing but y'all it's important do y'all not know there is actual legit benefits I'm late to this and maybe I'm late to this because it wasn't no affection around me like that with my mom and them so you know what I mean we didn't hug so I wouldn't know like the benefits of a simple hug y'all do y'all know there's benefits to a hug let me let me see let me tell y'all what I found first of all it's not even about just making you feel good it releases certain hormones from your body when someone gives you a hug it releases dopamine which is a pleasure hormone that makes you feel good it releases a serotonin, which is an anti-depression hormone that elevates your mood and controls anxiety and even reduces the feelings of loneliness. Oxytocin, um, which is the love hormone, apparently, it relieves stress and boosts heart health. Bruh, lowers blood pressure. Um, it helps with tiredness. Um reduce cravings and better immunity oh shoot listen it even says hugging a newborn increases the baby's weight and improves its overall development 
y'all like are you serious dude let me tell you something and i'm gonna tell y'all something having my dad hug me like that and mind you at the funeral too he had to get me because i i'm t- that thing with my grandfather just tore me up a little bit i ain't gonna say a little bit it tore me up listen um he just grabbed those hugs y'all just help and i just remember being home and just like you know i'm a single woman and what have you but a hug like a a a, a real hug not like the church hug when you go in pat the back and come on out you know but like a real hug there were times I just wanted a hug like I didn't even I think I had told y'all before on last season like there's times when you have like a rough day you just want a hug you know what I mean hugs are so beneficial and it makes me halfway just want to start giving hugs I might become a hugger it's so many benefits but anyway those hugs really helped me you know what I mean him hugging me like that I just felt so comfort and it actually forms a bond it forms bonds when you hug people like that. Did y'all know that? I think that, you know what I mean? Me and my dad already have like a bond. Again, I told y'all we've been working on our relationship. So a bond has already been established, but I feel like, you know what I mean? I felt, uh, I felt like it, it strengthened the bond we had because my dad has never seen me cry like that. My dad has never seen me vulnerable like that. I think I told y'all last season that, um, you know what I mean? It's been a dance with us, you know what I mean? And there there was a guard there, but this is the first time that they ever seen me like break down and stuff like that. I didn't care. I felt, I felt vulnerable enough to let them see that side of me, you know what I mean? And I wasn't ashamed and I didn't care if I was saved or not. Okay, yes, I love the Lord, but I'm hurt. And God, honey... He hears those tears when they go down your eyes. He count those as prayers, okay? Look it up. But anyway, so y'all, I just wanted to just share that, um, you know, with this COVID thing, you know, people have ex- have experienced deaths in their families and everything like that. You know what I mean? I even heard of people going to grief counseling and I do encourage like if there's, a situation where you really find yourself not being able to really not necessarily get over because you don't want to you don't want to forget your loved one but like you really having a hard time with just going on with your everyday life um I do encourage people to get grief counseling or even some type of therapy I try to look up any resources that I knew but um Unfortunately, it varies by the state that you're in. And I didn't want to look up things for a certain state. So you can simply Google, you know what I mean? Grief counseling resources. Um, One thing that has helped me is just not even just being open, like being transparent, like not being afraid of what people may think. Don't think because you a man, you're supposed to be strong or because you're a woman, you're supposed to be strong or because you know what I mean? You're saved. You're just, you're expected to be strong. Like it's nothing wrong with just getting it out. Y'all it's nothing wrong with crying it out. You know what I mean? Just letting it out. Like God gave us these emotions. He gave us these feelings for a reason. And he understands because he sent his son in the same world that we're living in. 
he wept. He understands. You know what I mean? And he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And the crazy thing is the Bible study lesson was that was it the Bible? It was the Bible study lesson was that the Wednesday before he died. So I feel like God was probably already preparing me for this situation. And even though I was just so sad and I was going through all these changes with these stages and everything, you know what I mean? I found myself, as you can hear now, I'm all right. And I'm not going to say like when I get done this episode, something might happen. I might cry, but I'm a cry and I'm keep going. You know what I mean? So I'm honestly thankful that I'm able to share my story and you know what I mean? I don't know if anyone found some similarities with this or not, you know, but you can always hit me up on Instagram, DM me or email me at on with Kwane at gmail.com. If you want to just share your story, you got something to say, you know, regarding this episode or whatever, any resources you may have like to help me, you know what I mean? I'm open, you know, I'm not closed off to therapy or grief counseling you know what I mean I'm even thinking about signing up for therapy for myself just for other reasons myself because God gave therapists the gift praise God so yeah y'all I just hope that y'all enjoyed this 36 minutes it's probably gonna be longer than that but I just wanted to come on here just to start you know what I mean this season off which is something that I've been dealing with I'm sorry that it's a little heavy but it's necessary we got to talk about it you know what I mean sometimes as black people we're it's, it's drilled in us to be strong and not be weak and show emotions no that's bull crap like we're not doing it no more like I'm not doing it no more like I, I listen I ain't gonna be an open book but like I'm gonna show my emotions like just period you know what I mean so yeah y'all listen be sure y'all to like and subscribe to this podcast rate me on apple podcast please make sure you leave comments anything you have to say you know hit me up on instagram or at the email that i gave y'all once again i'm gonna see y'all next week at what 12 4 p.m again this is on cue with your host kwane peace